0: This is Esmeralda Villeda. I'm a host for the Las Vegas Legal Network. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing the man himself, David Kohlmeyer. He is the founder and director of client relations for the Las Vegas Legal Network. David, thank you so much for being here with me today. Are you excited?
1: I'm excited. I'm actually nervous. I'm excited to talk with you today.
0: Nervous? But why?
1: I have no clue why. Listen, thank this, is, you. this
0: is why we're, you know, sipping on a little bit of tequila, get, you know, ease out the nerves a little bit. Absolutely. Good, good. Thank you so
1: much for taking the time and basically interviewing me today.
0: Well, listen, David, I was super excited. I've heard a lot of great things about you in the community. You've done a lot of networking. You've, you know, introduced me to a couple different people as well that have helped leverage me, myself, my business as well. So thank you so much for the opportunity to interview you. This is super exciting.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
0: All right. With that, let's go ahead and get started then. Um, so. Let's go ahead and find out a little bit more information about what it is that you're doing um, with the Las Vegas Legal Network. So tell me a little bit about yourself first, um, you know, where you're from. How did you end up here in Las Vegas? Because you're not from here. I know that for a fact. Correct.
1: My axe is a little bit uh, a little east coast, though.
0: Just a little. Just a little bit.
1: So basically, I grew up in New York City. I actually mm-hmm. moved out here about 20... Uh, February will be 20 years. Okay. And basically... Um, born and raised in new york city uh, family got an older brother my parents mm-hmm. god bless they're alive um, i actually just recently moved out here as well but i basically grew up in new york and I actually was a i wanted up becoming a new york city police officer for about four years during uh right during 9-11
0: wow well, thank you for your service sir
1: thank you and i basically worked during 9-11 survived that sp- specific incident it was across the street in the, um in brooklyn oh, in the towers mm. i mean uh, in the actual uh, train station mm-hmm. but across from the towers from the bridge mm-hmm. and then basically i came out here i was a police officer in henderson for 13 years um i did community policing for about six years teaching the dare program helping homeless people um doing all kinds of community outreach stuff which i know you love doing in the community I as i do well.
0: i do absolutely tell me about this though so you've been here 20 years mm-hmm. when you first moved here did you think that you were going to be living in a hotel room or did you know what you were getting into
1: You know, when I came out here, I'm 45 now. When I came out here, I was uh, 19, and I really enjoyed the strip, and I remember the Mandalay Bay and the hotels Mm -hmm. and the palm trees. My joke is that basically when we grew up, basically, at least for me my age, Uh, 90210 was a big thing and basically Dylan McKay was living in a hotel and I I thought it'd be cool to live like in a hotel (laughs) setting driving a convertible Porsche I just felt that lifestyle basically was like a fun place to be there you go to Mm me you know you live in New York you probably live in LA Vegas Florida you know so Mm -hmm. to me I kind of fell in love with Vegas I just thought it was like a sunny place it was nice Mm -hmm. no state tax no city tax and um It just seemed like a nice place to live. That was at the age of 19. Yeah. But I never knew, I never thought I'd be moving out until years later um, in general.
0: Okay. Okay. Let me ask you though. So that was your vision at 19. What's your life like now?
1: It's a lot different. I got three kids right now (laughs) was a good question. They have three babies and exhausted, always yawning. I got a seven-year-old, Chloe, five-year-old, Kyla, and a three-year-old that's going to be about three and... uh, two weeks wow you got your hands full
0: there yeah you got your hands full so i got
1: a little zoo at the house oh god (laughs) three little babies running around you know Uh screaming at each other Uh so yeah i'm married for the last 10 years uh my wife is camellia she's beautiful wonderful Mm -hmm. hardworking and basically i mean i'm proud to be part of the vegas community and um you know i'm proud to actually have three children some people kind of get upset with vegas and you know the state and to me you know Every state, every city has pros and cons. So mm-hmm. the bottom is I think it's a great place to be. as If you associate with good people, right, in general, Absolutely. it doesn't matter uh, what state or city that, you, that you're in. People say Vegas is mm-hmm. no good. It's horrible. It's sin city, you know. I mean, there's sin basically in any city, you know, you can find it. So. Absolutely. But I'm proud to basically be part of Vegas, Vegas strong, and then I just think it's a great place to be. And especially, you know, things are getting more expensive in other states. I mean, where else can you buy a home and live nicely or comfortable, um, especially in a city that's kind of new? You know, new yeah. buildings, new homes. So I'm actually, you know, I'm really I'm really glad that 20 years later that I, you know, I can't believe I'm 45 and I can't believe it's 20 years later. But, you know, I'm, I'm here. I've done it. And, you know, I'm proud to still be here.
0: Do you think I, I'm going anywhere else?
1: You know, at this point in time, I don't think so. I mean, I have some in-laws in California. My, my mm-hmm. parents moved out here from New York. But basically, I think uh, this is going to be it. I mean, I don't really, you know, anywhere in this town you could drive in 15, 20 minutes, mm-hmm. maybe max 30 minutes if there's traffic, right?
0: I do a lot of driving, Dave. It's getting closer to 35, 40. All this yeah. California traffic.
1: <laughs> well, it depends, right? I mean, if you go from Deep Henderson all the way to North Las Vegas, right, it could be almost 35, 40, 40 minutes, right? Pro,
0: yeah, yep, yeah, absolutely. But for the
1: most part, you know, depending centrally, I just think it's a really convenient town. And like I said, I mean, I'm really glad to be part of Vegas and uh, and all these different nonprofits I deal with a lot as well, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. whether it's part of Las Vegas Legal legal Network or myself. I just, I kind of always gravitate to helping People and nonprofits, you know.
0: So, my next question, you know, that's actually going to lead us into the next question is, how did you get started with the Las Vegas Legal Network?
1: So, basically, I retired about six years ago from policing. Mm -hmm. Um, I was fortunate to basically retire a little bit earlier than normal. Most cops basically will work 20 years. Mm -hmm. So, technically, I did 17 years total. I was able to retire. Um, And basically, I wanted to do something where I still was going to help people. Mm -hmm. So, actually, um, I used to be very big with the union with the Henderson Police Office Association. They referred me basically to the Nevada Association of Public Safety Officers, mm. which basically had um, kind of a union legal delegate. Mm. And from there, basically referred me to a law firm that basically was helping police officers. Wow. My thought process was I could help cops. Basically, God forbid there's false allegations or an arrest that was made or something with police yeah. that I'd be able to help out. And so I basically, I went over to one law firm at first and then basically started doing like case management, client relations, um, kind of meeting people. And actually really became like kind of a little bit of crime prevention. I worked in a criminal defense law firm that basically people came in, they got arrested. And I was trying to help them through the justice system, mm-hmm. even though I'm not an attorney. i basically helping them through the process and making them feel you know, more confident they can get through the justice system mm-hmm. in order to basically come out on the other side to be a better person. you know, And not to get rearrested again. My goal was to prevent recidivism and to make sure people would live nicer lifestyles even though they made a mistake or god forbid a false allegation that basically they're going to have the right representation
0: got it got it so is that would you say that that's your why behind creating the las vegas legal network then
1: yeah absolutely i mean i just to me as a, I mean what you know uh, i'll share one thing most police officers when they when they become a police officer let's say like for me i was 22 Mm -hmm. the officers always feel like in the future like when you retire what, what shall you do so if you're a police officer You can go get, like, accident investigation training where, like, you can go work for an insurance agency Mm -hmm. um, when you retire. Or, basically, the other thing would be is uh, in New York City for NYPD, there was something called um, auto crime where, basically, you learn about the cars, the VIN, like, stolen Mm -hmm. parts and stuff like that. So, a lot of people would want to go for that training. So, when you retire, you, again, work for, like, an insurance company, (laughs) right, for theft or, you know, of
0: thinking 10 years, 10, 15 years. Exactly. Ahead. Got it.
1: So uh, the funny thing about me is, is that I feel that people that do community policing, mm-hmm. when they retire, they should be working in a law firm, helping people just like what they did on the street. Mm-hmm. When people need help, a lawyer is the one that's going to go to court and fight the legal battle, but someone who's in between... The lawyer and basically the attorney is someone like client relations, case management, and that's a way that they could actually use their background experience from being a police officer or through the justice system, mm-hmm. kind of explaining how things go, not giving specific legal advice, but just helping them along. And most people want to be held, have their hand basically held through the, the justice system, whether it's an accident or being arrested or false allegations, or even if someone passes away, you know, probate. So people mm-hmm. want someone in between, and the lawyers... Are always so busy. One of the problems they always say is communication. Yeah, lawyer never absolutely. calls me back. The lawyer, no. So having a mm-hmm. liaison in between, you know, you and the attorney. I personally think it's a it's a great help to the attorneys, and then it's a great help to the client. You mm-hmm. know, people really appreciate it by having someone kind of representing them their their interest, mm-hmm. even if it's just returning the phone call. You know, got in general. It,
0: got it. So, do you think by doing what you're doing now, you help m- people more than an attorney would?
1: So I think that the attorney, you know, specifically is getting more detailed into the legal process if it's an accident or if they're arrested, right? They're negotiating Mm -hmm. with the district attorney and they're 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 working on the case. So personally, I think that the attorney's job is very, very important because they're a licensed attorney, absolutely going into court and fighting the legal battle. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then myself, basically being the liaison. I think both are so important: the legal matter and the liaison matter. Basically, just to, like I said, to be helping the client. A lot of times it's just reassuring them that they're going to get through the process. People are scared, upset. I even had a young child, um, young kid, 17 years of age, basically. Mm -hmm. He was stopped for some marijuana. And um, the police officer tried to attempt to make him an informant. And a lot of times, you know, there's no like specific policy as long as you're like an adult. And if you want to work with the police, you can. Mm -hmm. He was very upset. I told the guy, you know, basically, we'll help you out. You have an attorney. We'll work with you. We'll help you. And actually that night he took his life because he was so stressed scared. out, scared about the working fear. with the police. Mm-hmm. And what happens is a lot of times talking to the police, especially during, you know, if you're going age. through a crisis or your young age, mm-hmm. the cop is holding on to your case unless you basically come through with buying other drugs from other people. Yeah. Now, for the police, right, it's great you want to get the drugs off the street, but if you're the person who's got a case being held over their head mm-hmm. unless they don't provide other sales of purchasing drugs, you know there's a lot of stress with that, right? Now I gotta yeah. go to someone's house, go buy drugs. I'm working with the police like a movie, so actually, he took his life. And you know, after that day, it was kind of a first time that happened to me. I reassure everybody like, there's no reason to take your life. There's you know, if you're going through any type of legal case, like the attorneys, myself, will be able to get you through the situation. So mm-hmm. I'm very big with reassuring, even if the person does not look like they're in like a mental crisis. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. anytime that you go through, if you have an accident, you're injured, anything that happens to you, arrested. You're going through a different crisis, you know, Correct. basically. It's so, a
0: mental crisis, right? So if it's okay with you, we'll go ahead and share the suicide hotline, right? Yeah. So people have that because you never know. You never Absolutely. know who the last person is that you speak to, right? But going back to the fear, mm-hmm. right? So police officers right now, you know, in the in the world that we live in, they're they're terrified themselves, right? They're terrified themselves of, do, of doing their job.
1: You know, even myself, you know, um, when I had some situations... And there's No one's perfect And I'm not a perfect no. person mm-hmm. But when I was a police officer I had some few situations Of like The camera not going on The audio device Not intentionally Right uh-huh. And it wasn't even dealing With like a, a A person It could have been Like another officer Or something And then they checked That the audio device Wasn't on And I thought it was on You know And you would get Administrative Basically maybe A little bit of a reprimand mm-hmm. You don't want to go out And be Batman You don't want to <laughs> go out And be Superman Basically you're going to get Reprimanded discipline <laughs> Because you're afraid That you're not going to get Your future police pension Mm-hmm so the truth is police officers and some police officers may disagree with me but a lot of police officers don't want to work as hard these days you got a camera on you all day all which is time. which is great for the public no problem mm-hmm. and most police officers actually probably like the camera at this point in time because it's basically if you make an allegation you have the camera to say hey that's not true look at the camera
2: mm-hmm.
1: but you know having a camera imagine all day long basically you got a camera on you on your chest <clears throat> you go to the bathroom you go to eat you know you call your wife you call your kid right like I said to me, I think that it's an extra stress for police officers. Now it's different now because I, I grew up at a time where there was no camera. If you're a brand new officer, all you know is the camera. Mm,
2: so it's a different, it's a
1: different it. mentality. But you know, yeah. nobody wants to be watched all day long. I don't care who you are. No, you know, even yeah. if you're on the up and up and you're the perfect person in the world. But like I said, it's a reality for police officers. <clears throat> it is a crazy time right now in general. You know, Absolutely. most people are not pro police. So it's a difficult job. People, you know, they're, they're having a hard time basically finding police officers.
0: They are. To take the job. I see the billboards all the time. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Metro, or North Las Vegas, they're looking for police officers. Mm-hmm. But I think people are just so scared as well. It's,
1: it, it's a difficult job. And I think at this point in time, a lot of people just don't want that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, in other states, basically, the pay is actually much less. It's very, very low in a lot of states. Mm-hmm. It happens to be in this state. It is higher than most states. And that's one of the reasons why I came out here because... Vegas Metro and Henderson, North Las Vegas, were paying higher money. Plus, Mm -hmm. there was no state tax and city tax, so that you were able to live a better lifestyle here as a police officer.
0: So you came from New York out to Las Vegas with the intention to be to with the job lined up already. Yeah,
1: basically, I got called for uh, Metro Police in Henderson. I chose Henderson a little bit because I felt that they were wearing all blue. I was common to wear NYPD was all blue. Mm -hmm. So to me, it was like I was... uh, Easy transition. It was like per diem in the desert, you know, (laughs) like like a New York City cop in the desert wearing all blue. Mm -hmm. So to me, I felt I had one year leave of absence Mm -hmm. and from New York City, and I felt I would come out here if it didn't work out. I had to go through another police academy, Mm -hmm. and if it didn't work out, I can go back, and if not, I would stay, and after a year, I basically decided it it was the right move and You know, I'm glad that I stayed.
0: Good, good. Well, we're happy to have you here in Vegas. Um, Share with me, David, why do you think that it's important for people to have an attorney to represent them in any type of case?
1: You know, it it comes back. It's funny. When I was a police officer uh, in NYPD, they're very Mm pro-lawyer. So, like, if you got into a shooting or something happened, you always had a union delegate and you always had a lawyer.
2: Mm -hmm. And,
1: like, you didn't talk to anybody. And it was like, and again, not because you did anything wrong. It was just a protocol. You always had a lawyer, you always had a union delegate. So I've always actually I've been trained since the age of 22 that you always get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You always get a union delegate. So to me, it's the same thing. You never know when there's a false allegation. You don't know if there's people that are biased. You don't know if people you know hate cops in general. But having representation, someone to basically be by your side, to be a little bit of that bodyguard is really important. So having a lawyer by your side that knows the law, that knows the Nevada Revised Statutes, that knows about the protection. When I was a police officer, it was a police bill of rights, and now... Basically, it's your rights, basically uh, civil rights, right? Mm -hmm. Or basically, if you get accident or injured, right? There's The laws, people don't know about it. So by having a lawyer that knows the law, that studied it, basically is a way of protecting you by knowledge and education. And also by them making motions to help and protect you. And there's certain things that they know that you don't know. Like if you got Mm -hmm. arrested, like it's possible that you can just basically be bailed out. They can make a motion to basically get you removed from jail or basically you could use a bail bondsman. But, you know, the lawyer knows what's best depending upon if you get arrested for what type of case or if it's an accident. You have only up to two years to basically follow through. Or if you don't go for treatment for an accident, basically, then the case is not a good case. Yeah. So the lawyer basically is educating somebody, mm-hmm. you know, not making this stuff up, educating you of like, okay, you're injured, then you need to go for treatment. Mm-hmm. But you can't wait a year and a half from now and then say go for treatment because it's, it's too late. You know, the insurance companies are not going to basically say, oh, Oh, that happened a year and a half ago. You must have got involved (laughs) in something else. So Mm -hmm. the bottom line is you want a lawyer by your side to protect you, whether it's the educational component or by them taking action by helping you and leading you through the justice system, whether being arrested or Mm -hmm. accident, probate, civil law, you know, family law, divorces, you know, child custody, you know, all these things. You you just you need someone by your side um, that is knowledgeable about the law.
0: Got it, got it. With that, I do want to ask, you know, right now, from my understanding, and again, I'm a regular driver, I'm on the road all the time, right? If I were to get in an accident, what what steps do I need to take? What do I need to do if nobody's like, if it's just a bumper-to-bumper accident, let's say?
1: You know, it's interesting because a lot of people don't think they need to call the police. I mean, if you're injured, you're not feeling well. The problem is you really always want to call the police. And mm-hmm. I had this situation last night. I got a phone call at midnight. Someone called. I got into an accident. They needed some help.
0: So you're taking calls at midnight, David? At midnight. Do you sleep?
1: I you know, I try through the night, but the kids are making sure they're breathing. They make sure that what bed they're in and moving moving people around. Do, they,
0: do they sleepwalk? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, they're here? like
1: moving. I'm like, who's <laughs> this? Who's this?
0: So you just pick up phone calls at midnight then?
1: Yeah. So get, it was actually 1230 in the morning. Um, and basically it was a, a friend that called mm-hmm. and said, look, I just got into an accident. So what happened? Oh. Did you call the police? They said, no. I said, you need to call the police. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, there's a real situation that happened yesterday is that they didn't call the police. They didn't listen to me. So I said, take the information, write the name, mm-hmm. take pictures of the car, take video. You know, even though they're shaken up, you have to do a little bit of investigation yourself. yourself
0: absolutely. Especially
1: if you're not going to call the police to come out there. Mm-hmm. So what happens is they didn't really do that much work. But the person, the other person said, oh, you know what? It's my bad. I'm at fault. Okay. But the problem is later today, the next day, they're going to they call the insurance company. Like, oh, it's oh, her it was fault. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my fault, it was their fault, right? Mm-hmm. So, what happens is you need the police officers to look at the accident scene to document it. And these days, if a police officer gives the other person a ticket, that means that basically if they're their at fault, fault. Mm-hmm. they're what they call V1, vehicle one. Mm-hmm. And the V2 would be the other person who the basically vic- is like the victim. Mm-hmm. So, but you need that police report to show that that other person's V1. Now, I don't want anyone to get into an accident, but if they do, you want to make sure that other person's V1 and that I'm V2, you mm-hmm. know, legitimately in order for you basically to have an insurance claim, especially if you're injured, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, again, let's just say accident, whether injury or no injury, pictures, driver's license, insurance, exchanging it, some people jump seats in Vegas, right? Like, oh, it's my mom. Let her. Let me put her in the driver's seat. Oh. You know, we have, to, we have to be careful with that. And if the police officer doesn't see what's going on, he gets there, what, 15, 20 minutes later. He doesn't know what, what took place. Who,
0: took, who was driving the vehicle at that So point? you want to make mm-hmm. sure
1: that basically that we take the investigative role, which mm-hmm. most people don't know how to do, they're not trained police officers.
0: No, but I think that it's also the shock of like, oh, my God, I just got into an accident. Right. Because, And I'll tell you this. It happened to me. I, I rear-ended somebody. Right. And the thing is, you know, we talked about it. We, you know, we decided to call the cops. But at the end of the day, the cops didn't show up because neither one of us was hurt. <clears throat> I literally just let go of the gas and like my car just, you know. So I was like, well, we should call the cops, though. Like, should we not? Well the funny
1: thing about it is is that with Metro they're very busy, mm-hmm. which is bad to say because in Henderson, it's a smaller town, they would come out no matter what. I mean, technically that that you want to fit, but how do you know how you're gonna feel an hour from now, right? Correct. So you maybe your back doesn't feel right, you know, at that moment. Maybe you feel something. I mean you want the police to come out. I mean, sad to say these days you have to sell the police to come out. <laughs> Because with Metro, they weren't responding for a while, then they were.
0: Yeah, that's what my understanding was that unless someone is seriously injured, Metro is not going to come out.
1: It changed back. They'll come out now, but I do believe you have to sell you know, why the police seem to come out. Like, you're blocking the intersections, dangerous condition, there's oil on the floor, you know, um, basically I'm not feeling well. I mean, doesn't, okay. you don't have to lie. If you say you're not feeling well, is, is common if you just got well. into an accident, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is, you have to sell, and there, there's a word in the police world called articulate, mm-hmm. that you have to articulate like what took place, right? Okay. The person went through a red light, I believe that they're drinking, mm-hmm. maybe they're under the influence, I smell an unknown alcohol beverage on their breath, mm-hmm. um, I see beer in the car, I mean, if these legitimate things that you're seeing. Correct, correct. But you have to sell the police to basically come out these days. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I laugh sometimes when I say some things. <laughs> that if another police officer is listening, like, that's not true. He's wrong. It's, I mean, I was a cop for 17 years. I mean, I was NYPD. Mm-hmm. I was out here in Henderson as well. I mean, I'm saying legitimate things in general. Sad to say that you have to articulate and sell basically 911 why, why, why they out. should come out. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you'd be on the phone with, with the non-emergency line with Metro. You'd be on the phone for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, right? Is that if they don't come out and they don't basically show the accident scene, mm-hmm. then you, your insurance will go up. Mm-hmm. You're basically you could wind up basically being looked at as fault when really it was the other person. Okay, and that's why the police coming out and documenting is so important because the insurance companies are going to believe the, police, the officer. police officer. They're not going to believe the other person that's there. That makes sense uh, because they're a trained, educated. You know, um, I was gonna say licensed, but post certified officer Mm -hmm. coming out trained to basically look at an accident scene, you know, to make a judgment call and to do that police report to make V1 and V2. And to mm. give a citation to somebody. So, again, you have to call the police. You have to document it. You know, luckily these days we have our phones, iPhones, yeah, Androids, photos, video. If someone's like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know. You know sometimes I actually say if you're able to take your phone and basically have it out and just videotape mm-hmm. what's going on. And just have like kind of a little bit of a live uh, feed, feed going. of what's taking place. And then if she's like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, it's my fault. I did this, you know. Uh, but at, later on the next day, it's like it's never their fault. Mm. you know
0: (laughs) that makes sense no absolutely i get that i absolutely understand that so at what instance then david do you think that someone should seek legal representation like what defines that
1: i think there's nothing it doesn't hurt any uh, any particular time to basically call you know whether it's an attorney that you basically have or the las vegas legal network that basically that i'm a part of you could always call and say like here's my situation do i need an attorney do i not need an attorney Mm -hmm. like run it by and I, i will share one thing that's kind of interesting in Vegas, and I think all over, there's a lot of people that are driving with no insurance. Or they'll yes. buy insurance for one month to have the proof to show a police officer. But after that one month's up, basically, they don't have insurance. So, what happens is if that person doesn't have insurance, basically, if you don't have specific insurance, mm-hmm. like it's called underinsured motorist insurance,
0: underinsured and un, un, yeah, uninsured that's right. motorist, mm-hmm. if you don't
1: have that for your own policy, then you are wind up
0: paying for paying,
1: well, any medical bills because you don't have insurance. So you have to be really careful because you want that other person to get a ticket if they don't have insurance. Mm-hmm. That handles the criminal side of things. But the civil side is that you need to make sure that you have proper insurance and a lot of people should have a proper evaluation of their insurance to mm-hmm. make sure that basically they have the right insurance. God forbid the other person's a hit and run and the other person doesn't have the right insurance or they don't have insurance that's enough to cover your injuries. You know so, what I'm saying?
0: So what you're saying then is everyone should have the uninsured uninsured motorist protection. Because if the person that hits you or the person you hit doesn't have any insurance, I would be liable for all of those expenses. The medical bills. All the medical bills. If I don't have that uninsured motorist protection.
1: Correct. There's also something called MedPay. Now, when I first came out to Vegas, I had no clue what MedPay was.
0: I've lived here my entire life, and I don't even know what that is. So when
1: I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when, I went to, when I went to my insurance agent, mm-hmm. I said, look, I you know, I called Geico, I, I called these different places. Okay. I think insurance is cheaper. If I move, they said, well, let me see your policy. Uh-oh. And remember, when they look at your policies, they have to look at apples versus apples, yes, right? Yes, they do. They said, do you have your own insurance? They said, yeah. I said, well, you don't need this med pay thing. I'm like, what's pay?" Well, like, you have insurance. So you don't need it. MedPay is extra money that they pay out for medical bills.
0: Well. If you have any type
1: of injury, do you have you insurance or not. People, you want to listen to
0: this. This is free money in, in essence? So
1: it's free money basically <laughs> specifically to pay for any type of injury. Got it. So let's just say that you had $10,000 med pay. And you could oh. actually get different amounts. Mm-hmm. You get to an accident, you're injured. They would cut a check for $10,000 for med pay directly to you to help pay for medical bills. A lot of people don't have med pay. It's kind of like the rental insurance. Okay. Like, do you have car rental insurance on your policy?
0: Uh-huh. Mm, yes, I do.
1: A lot of people don't. They don't have like 30 days car rental. Mm. So car rental is like important for 30 days. Okay. And then basically uh, med pay is important as well. Depend, And you can do different amounts. Okay. So God forbid, like especially like let's just say you lost your job mm-hmm. and you don't have medical benefits or you don't have uh, Medicaid and Medicare. You want to get the med pay, God forbid. And that's the problem with insurance, right? You're paying for the what if. Yeah. You're paying for the what if I get into an accident, and now you're paying for the what if if the other person doesn't have you know, um, insurance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it gets expensive, so there's always that like risk versus reward. How much insurance do I want? God forbid something happens, and it may never happen. Mm-hmm. So you're paying insurance for all these years, you yep. know, but you just don't know until you need it.
0: So what happens, let's say, Dave, I get in an accident, right? And I don't have the uninsured mortars protection. I'm the one that gets hit. And this individual doesn't have any insurance whatsoever. Am I out of luck? Do I need to have an attorney there? Like, what's what's going to happen at that point?
1: So it's interesting. So you need an attorney more specifically because what the only good thing about it may be is if the person has assets. So if, let's just say Donald Trump. Donald Trump hits you, basically, (laughs) he has some assets so you can go after him personally. But if he doesn't have any assets, doesn't have a job, collecting unemployment, you know, like what are you going after? He has nothing.
0: Where are you, Donald Trump?
1: (laughs) So, you know, one of the things they say, which is like horrible to say, the person that hits you in the future, it's like the lottery. If the guy has a million dollar policy, you're okay. I'm covered. (laughs) If he's got 25,000, 50,000, or 100,000, 300,000, right? Because these days medical bills gets ex- gets expensive. Get you could expensive. do an MRI. You could do some shots. I mean, a hundred thousand dollar medical bills could be one day at the hospital. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the luck of the draw of who's going to hit you, which is sad.
0: Okay.
1: I th- I'm thinking we need a bumper sticker that says like, "If you hit me, please have proper insurance. <laughs> please have a million dollar policy. Please
0: refrain from hitting me unless you have a policy. A decent policy
1: of a hundred thousand plus. <laughs>
0: More,
1: yeah. It's you know we laugh about it, but it's a sad situation because a lot of people basically are screwed by the. Let's say justice isn't screwed in life, I guess, because the they're other just not prepared. Insurance. They're yeah. just
0: not prepared for it. So what happens? Let's say David, I get hit, and these people get it. You know, they, they they get out of their car and they run and they leave, and this vehicle is like not registered to anybody. What what happens to me then?
1: So it's interesting. So technically, and I've dealt over the last oh, it's been about almost seven years working with uh, two different law firms. If someone runs, it actually in some regards. Well, there's pros and cons of how you could look at it. Well, yeah, If someone runs, not that I'm like telling people to go run from <laughs> the police, right? If don't they run, don't from run, police run from the police. People don't and, uh, and they're under the uh, under the influence, mm-hmm. and technically, the police officer, unless they ca- they get caught, let's say they don't catch them for the next day, they can't get them for the DUI, mm-hmm. but they can get them for let's just say um, leaving the Seeing scene, the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, follow too closely, um, um, duty to report. You know these different um, misdemeanor violations. Mm-hmm. But let's just say that you were DUI, you had two DUIs, misdemeanors, and the third DUI is a felony. So technically the person is lucky to get away if they <laughs> don't get caught by the police, right?
2: <laughs> okay. But the
1: car is going to be towed. There'll be a police hold. It's going to cost money to get your car. Mm-hmm. You'll get a bunch of tickets. You have to go to court. So, I mean, there's there's different things that take place, but a lot of people do run. Mm-hmm. So if they do run and there's no insurance, again, you're screwed because basically they don't have an insurance. Mm-hmm. Again, unless they have assets to go after, they could do, like lawyers can do an asset search to okay. see whether or not they have assets. Just like I got a phone call today. It's kind of interesting. Not that it deals with cars. There was a, since you're involved also with real estate, basically, that someone had a flood, flooded one of the high-rise condos, Oof. and they there wasn't a certain insurance So what happens is the person has a lot of money Mm. because they're on the penthouse. Mm -hmm. So what happens if insurance doesn't cover it, then you can go after them and sue them, but you know they have money because they're on the penthouse, right? (laughs) So again, a lawyer can do something called an asset search to see if they have assets and then whether or not it's worth a lawyer for their time to go after them. And a lot of times it's called contingency, contingency whether they win. Some lawyers will Mm -hmm. take cases contingency whether they win to get paid. Mm -hmm. And if it's criminal cases, normally they're going to want money up front. And a lot of people don't know that. like certain lawyers There's a retainer. There's a retainer fee, right? It could be a retainer fee. It could be both. It could be a hybrid. It could be basically pay some money and a percentage. It could be different things. Um, so the bottom line is that's why um, having certain lawyers, specific lawyers, mm-hmm. and that's where the legal network comes into play, where we're trying to find right, the right lawyers for the right people and matching them. Okay. Because some lawyers will work with you with $500 down. Some will work with no money down if mm-hmm. it's an accident case.
0: Yeah, I know I've seen some commercials where no money out of pocket unless we win the case.
1: Exactly. That mm-hmm. doesn't work for criminal cases, but for accident cases, it's a very common phrase. Like we basically we get paid when you win. Mm-hmm. But we don't take more I've than you that. do as well. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of key phrases like that. So that's why we at the Las Vegas Legal Network, the goal is to match the client specifically um with an attorney. And one thing I, I actually feel bad about it is like I get a lot of phone calls from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that are homeless or they're they're just low yeah. income. I feel bad to say, I'm sorry, like we can't help you. Mm-hmm. So I try to, like if one law firm doesn't basically accept them, I'll say, hey, let me check with two, three other law firms to see if they're willing to help you. Yeah. <coughs> so through the network, I'm asking people to do a little bit of like pro bono, which is free. Uh, some will provide free traffic ticket representation. Some will do free simple wills. Some will do free uh, mobile notary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm getting some lawyers to do free things. Um, we have some uh, lawyers that will do a record seal where they'll give like a do-it-yourself record seal kit if you want to okay. seal your record. So there's things that are basically that the Las Vegas Legal Network has that are free things that are given out by, you know, a licensed attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's why we have the whole network of different lawyers. And sometimes we have several in each category And like I said, everyone's a little bit different. Some people don't do custody. They'll just do divorces, even Mm. though you're a family law attorney. so imagine it just gets messy. (laughs) So the thing with it is, it it can take you several days Mm -hmm. to find the right lawyer. So when you call me, you're like, Dave, someone passed away. They have assets. They have property. You know what? I have two or three probate attorneys. Let me see who can help you out. And then... If you have no money, you may not be able to pay. and then, basically when the probate gets finished, the lawyer can get paid. But it doesn't always work that way. Mm-hmm. So some of the lawyers that I work with are willing to work in that regards because to me, they're helping people right? They're paying it they're paying it forward. They're going to get paid later. Mm-hmm. So they're paying it forward in the beginning. They'll get paid later. They're helping somebody. I feel good at night knowing that I'm actually helping people in a different way by getting them to the right attorney. Again, I'm not an attorney. I'm basically, you know, the founder and the director of client relations, but I'm the liaison making sure that people are taken care of and a lawyer does not want to accept a case. And I'm going to try to find them another lawyer that will.
0: So just to just I want to make sure I'm understanding correctly. Right. So I get hit by someone. Got it. Right. I got to call the cops. Number one, I got Correct. to call the cops because I need that documented that it was their fault. Mm-hmm. Right. And then where do you come in? Where do I call you?
1: So if you call at this point in time, so if you call one 844 which is actually a nationwide toll free number. On the screen there,
0: right you
1: call that number. Technically, myself or an answering service. You know, whether it's four or five in the morning. If I, if I don't pick up the phone at five a.m., they'll take the information. What's going I'm gonna, on?
0: I'm gonna go knock on your door, Dave, and be like, "Excuse me, you said that." I you want were gonna you to t- test
1: it at five a.m. <laughs> to see to see that pick up. Five a.m. So, the bottom line is, is that you call the number um, and basically just say whatever your situation. I need an attorney. This is what's going on. I got mm-hmm. an accident. I'm injured. I need some help. I will evaluate the situation and basically say, "Wait, let me get you in touch with this attorney." And I'll do a three-way phone call. Well, will basically even do um, a hot transfer to an attorney, uh, depending if it's confidentiality-wise. If the, if the person's like, look, I don't want to talk with you because you're the direct of client relations, I only want to talk to the attorney. Let's say it's a major case. Mm-hmm. Some people may say that. Not a problem. I'll do a hot transfer. I get disconnected. It's confidential between the attorney and basically the client. So I'm always basically just in the middle connecting people. But like I said, some attorneys will go to someone's house. Some attorneys won't. You know, in general. So the bottom line is, depending upon the situation, they'll be in the hospital. I could have an attorney go to the hospital. Some people are in jail. Mm-hmm. Some attorneys, they won't go to the jail if, unless they're a signed client. I disagree with that. If you want to get a client and you want to help them you go down to sh- the you jail. You should go get the signature yourself. Meet with them and basically see, you know, because sometimes what happens is they're busy, right? They can't keep going to the jail. So mm-hmm. I understand that's perspective for an attorney. But the bottom line is if you're trying to help people and you're trying to get the case and you want to sign up a client, yes, there's a business aspect to it. Go meet them at the jail and basically, you know, try to see if they what, what they need. If it's financial, then maybe there's friends or family or stuff like that in general. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, like I said, I try to make that those things happen. And I, for some reason, I always feel bad for people and I want to help them. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to leave people hanging. And I want to basically reach out and basically help people. So I'm doing that in the middle. I'm making that connection to the right person at the right time.
0: Got it. So you don't do just parking tickets or uh, car accidents. You do also like family and live to family law,
1: so I have actually a three family law attorneys that basically work with the network right now. okay. And again, some will want, you know to be paid in full. Some are willing to get five hundred dollars down. They're mm-hmm. good lawyers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everyone's a little bit different. Maybe Correct. some lawyers are a little bit hungrier. But I'm only going to want like lawyers that really want to work and make a difference to help people that, that are referred in or basically they're calling in. I want to get them the right attorney. I want the attorney to basically call them back mm-hmm. and to be on top mm-hmm. of their game. Um, and that's where when I'm when it comes through the legal network, I'm going to be behind the scenes to make sure that, that that customer service, that legendary customer service, just like if it's the Ritz-Carlton, to make sure that happens. And by the way, a lot of times we send, whether it's Uber or Lyft mm-hmm. or a limo to pick people up and transport them. I mean, these days in Vegas – it's cheaper sometimes to actually send the limo to pick someone up than it is <laughs> than at a Uber. Uber. So <laughs> yeah. sometimes I have limos and cars coming at different times picking people up for transportation because I don't I want to take action right away. I don't want to wait for oh I'll come in next week, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not gonna go see the doctor, they're not gonna take care of it, they're gonna go into warrant, you know, they're not gonna take care of whatever the situation may be. So but we are basically handling all practices of law. Mm-hmm. And again, it is a network of basically different attorneys and different practices. And every person, every client is going to be meeting at their prospective office. Got so it. So whatever lawyer they're going to be meeting with, they're going to meet at their office. Or the lawyer will meet with them at their home. We have an office basically downtown on 4th Street. Mm-hmm. But most of the times, the people are not meeting there. They're going to meet at the specific law office.
0: Got it. But mm-hmm. it is
1: actually being set up where the lawyer needs to meet someone at the Las Vegas Legal Network. They, they need can space. meet them there. They can meet them on 4th Street as well, which one, we're 400 South 4th Street, uh, Suite 500. We're across street from the, the courthouse. Awesome. So people can convenient. meet there as well, which is convenient. <laughs> And there's parking there, coffee, you know, basically it's a a beautiful building that we basically have that we're fortunate to be in. So, again, it is accessible to other lawyers that basically want to use the Mm -hmm. network.
0: So, for other attorneys out there that want to be part of the Las Vegas Legal Network, what exactly um, do they go through? Do they have to apply with you? What sort of screening process do you go through to make sure that these are attorneys that – are worth people's time that are going to be taking care of the people that you send to them um, what sort of screening <coughs> per se do you do on the, uh, for the attorneys that are in your network
1: so there's always these three R's that I always talk about which is reviews results and reputation Okay. so basically if someone wants to be part of the network which we do have phone calls mm-hmm. from different lawyers coming in Uh, We'll look at reviews online. We'll read through all the reviews, every review. Even a much of you know, but in Yelp, some reviews are basically hidden behind. They're like not considered like a real review unless they're like a real Yelper. So we look at the Better Business Bureau. We'll look at different things like Avvo. We'll look at basically the Better Business Bureau, different things like Mm -hmm. that in general. And we're going to look for these reviews and to see if there's a trend of really good customer service and good legal work that they're providing. With that basically being said, we'll do an interview process. And these days, I'm getting actually more... Are retired police officers like myself that want to be part of the legal network to do client relations or to do something called that we could talk about accident mobile response, um, helping people. And then basically from there, we're interviewing them to see whether or not they should be part of it. And then, you know, the biggest thing with it is, is that can I get in touch with them, right? Like Mm -hmm. if if it's four o'clock in the morning, like can you call me back, you know? Especially if you're like a uh, criminal defense attorney or if you're basically a personal injury, will you go to someone's house? Mm -hmm. You know, will you be able to provide some free pro bono services? to help some of our clients in general. So we're basically taking all that, the totality, and deciding whether or not they should be part of the network, and then we're going to watch to see how they perform and what other clients say. And if there's any issues, we'll take them off the network. And it doesn't cost any money for basically uh, an attorney to be part of the network in general. The bottom line is as long as they basically um, pass the reviews, the results, and reputation, mm-hmm. then basically we'll allow them to be part of the network and basically we'll start um, basically sending them you know, potential clients that that need help.
0: Mm-hmm. Got it. So, why is it more beneficial to call, for example, the 844 lawyer's number as opposed to an attorney directly?
1: So, perfect thing is, I personally believe, by me being a retired police officer and the other police officers that we're hiring at the legal network, that we basically know as police officers, like good people, bad people, and so on. And we can see through different people. Got and it. so, we basically look through those reviews and the results and when doing the interviews of these different lawyers, mm-hmm. And you would it would spend you weeks, weeks and months to really know whether or not the person's a good good lawyer, good lawyer that does good legal work in general. So you could do research online doesn't mean that it's totally legitimate, right? Like mm-hmm. there's fake reviews that are basically out there. There's all kinds of like, you know, positive stuff that may be out there in general that maybe not be completely legitimate in general. Because there's a lot of things that you can pay to play marketing in general. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is, is that we're gonna make sure that you have the right person. And the problem with it is that if you do a lot of research, it can take you a day, two days, or a week just to decipher what lawyer is good, what lawyer is bad. And believe it or not, I bet you right now, if we took out a phone, we should do this next time. Call several lawyers. How long does it take to get a lawyer on the phone? If you call oh, law I- office, <laughs> some people won't even call you back.
0: As someone that I've worked in different legal for, like law for. Okay. Oh, I can't speak anymore. Different law offices. Yeah, you go through the receptionist. And then, okay, well, let me let me see if your case manager is available. And if the case manager is available, then, then they take the call. If not, well, all right, I'm going to take a message now. And then the attorney will call you. But then the, it's usually the legal assistant that calls back. So I know I, I agree with you 100%.
1: One of the things we do is we do a little bit of secret shopping. And one of the firms that basically we work with, basically, we did like a secret shopper call at 830 at night on a Sunday. Wow. And basically, tried to do like a hot transfer to the lawyer. The lawyers didn't pick up no one picked up the person never got a phone call back the whole week so wow. basically on thursday I was like hey did that person call and they said oh yeah they called and then all of a sudden they started calling the person on thursday <laughs> <laughs> so the bottom line is they didn't follow through now maybe that they, they, they went through the cracks but the problem is it's a problem so i'm gonna have to address that situation like look you need to be on top of your game but most of the lawyers I can text, you know, they're more direct in general. Well, I'll bring these issues up. It let's. Them, sometimes the firms are getting a little bit bigger. And they have this other staff that basically are handling the phone calls because they're busy attorneys, mm-hmm. which is fine. But I'll bring up these different issues. Like, look, I secret trapped the call at 830. No one even got a phone call back. He had a DUI. You know, especially, look, in a lot of times the lawyer, even though they're trying to help, it's it's part of a business, right? Yeah. They should be wanting to sign people up, right? Correct. So, um, but if they don't have time, then I can't have them part of the network. I mean, I want people that are going to be available and call people back right away. Um, And that, by the way, was a secret travel call to someone that I worked, you know, a network that I, uh, a lawyer that we worked with, but they called the number direct. Mm -hmm. So they called me, right? I'm texting the attorney. I'm texting the case managers. I'm like, hey, a lawyer needs to meet with them right away. A lawyer needs to go out to the house. They're Mm -hmm. injured. They need to go out there tonight. Um, And then if they say, no, we're not going to go out. I'm like, okay, then I'm going to have to give it to somebody else. Then we'll take them off the network. So I want to be able to provide, you know, great lawyers licensed attorneys basically that are going out that are really going to help people kind of like in the police emergency like mm-hmm. that's how I want to operate I mean in some regards the the Las mm-hmm. Vegas legal know the colors are red we have red going on cuz it's an emergency it's a it's a crisis that's going on a legal crisis and it's a crisis that someone's going through for their family right think about it. if you got into an accident you're injured your car is destroyed you don't have a car you're in a family a home of just one vehicle mm-hmm. that needs you need a car you need a rental car right Correct. and people don't know A lot of people just don't know how to call a rental car company, they don't know how to get one, Uh, they don't know what to do, they may need a deposit, they may need a real credit card, not like a Chime card, you know, or something like that, (laughs) because times are changing, right? Like, enterprises won't accept like a Chime card, so there's different things that that you need to be guided what to do, Um, and um, sometimes we have to wait for basically the insurance company, when it's an accident, to say, hey... My uh, my party is at fault, and we'll take responsibility, and we'll set up a car for them. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different things that take place. If you've never been in an accident, how would you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Correct. No, you're right. So just I want to make sure I'm, I'm touching base and, and understanding. So we do, well, you do civil law, right? Civil. Yeah. Civil, criminal, mm-hmm. family, immigration. Correct. What else do we do?
1: Criminal, personal injury, accidents, uh, wrongful death, Probate, we said family law, any type of um, child cases, uh, divorce, um, business, contract, mm-hmm. um, and um, mass torts, which is these cases that are like, um I'm not sure if you uh, know about the, um, the mesh, you know, like if you have like a hernia mesh case mm-hmm. or these uh, talcum powder cases with cancer. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these like medi- the medicine type the of medical. things, the mass tort mm-hmm. cases, which is interesting because this weekend is a mass tort um, convention in town. So those things, like basically a medicine, that's getting people sick. Mm. Um, so which is horrible. Um, a lot of these things get approved, but you know they're they're hurting people as well. And you know sometimes people get like kind of collateral damage when they when it comes to like medicine that basically people are using, and then later on it's causing effects that's, to people. Yeah. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. What about workers' comp?
1: Workers' comp as well for personal injury. That's a big deal. Most people, you know, most people are scared with workers' compensation because they're working for some place and they don't want to, like, lose their job. They don't want to, like, you know, make a claim. So the bottom line is, like, they're in a weird situation because they, they feel funny, you know, with making a claim. But the truth is, if you're injured, you got to make that claim.
0: So what happens if someone has an accident at work, right, and they get fired?
1: So we also, one thing, I have an employment law attorney as well. We actually have uh, two. Okay. But basically, you know, if they get fired, then they need representation. There's the Labor uh, Board, Labor Commission. They can make a complaint through there as well. You know, most people these days, they're trying to be careful if you're a business, mm-hmm. just not to get rid of people because they're afraid of lawsuits. But on a whole, look, you, you may need representation. Some people make mistakes of letting people go. And the biggest thing is that if you're injured, you need to go ahead and at least document it doesn't mean that you need to make a whole major lawsuit for it, right? We're not mm-hmm. going to sue the whole you know company, but at least document normally, I remember when I was a police officer, I think it was a blue form, or whatever form it may be. Mm-hmm. you know if you basically injured, fill out the workers compensation form, you can go for treatment at a lot of places. And normally, there's like one major place in town that people go to, I think it's called like Concentra. and they go for workers' comp cases and they mm-hmm. can get treatment and feel better. And if you don't feel better and there's really a, a severe injury, that's where it may take play to basically having the right attorney. We do have workers' compensation, uh, personal injury attorneys as well to basically help out. But you know, people are scared. They're not knowledgeable and they're not educated. Just like simple things of calling the police when you have a car accident. Could you imagine you get hurt at work? You don't want to lose your job.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Dave, I know that you you know, you're taking phone calls at five A. M., two AM, midnight, right? Do you also go out to accident scenes to be there in person to kind of help? Or is it just you phone know, th- calls. You know, this. Uh,
1: the legal network basically has been around for about maybe seven or eight months right now. One of the things we just, we're just going to start right now is something called accident mobile response, where we're going to have retired police officers that if someone calls basically the legal network and says, look, we would like someone to come out, having basically a retired police officer that's been trained for doing accident cases to go out, just to be the liaison, not giving legal advice until an attorney basically can either get there or get them on the phone, Sometimes maybe that the uh, client relations, the retired police officer from the legal network basically goes out. Maybe the the uh, liaison basically is going to do FaceTime, you know, with the lawyer on the scene. But at least someone's going out, a warm body from mm-hmm. the legal network uh, to basically would be out be there. Would it
0: be the same 844 lawyers number? Yeah, so 844 would
1: lawyers would call. Okay. And they would say, you know what, I need a lawyer. I need some help. I could, you know... Especially these days, you know, up in Sun City, um, in Anthem, in Sun City, Sumlin, there's a lot of elderly people. Mm-hmm. And if they need any help whatsoever, I want to basically have the legal that provide kind of extra free services to help people. Got it. <coughs> Again, we're not going out to accident scenes just, you know, on the whim. If you're calling the legal <laughs> network. That so
0: you need someone there. you
1: need some help. We have some children. You need a ride or transportation. Mm-hmm. And you lead the legal network to basically help out. We're going to have people to do the accident mobile response. We're also doing something called homeless mobile response, helping homeless people I uh, get into like housing. There's a new program called Operation Home where we want to basically help people um, not get arrested for trespassing and for housing issues. So we're going to have a homeless mobile response. Again, retired police officers going out like us, client relations and basically going out to try- help people You know, get off the street if they need specific legal help. Okay. So I'm trying to do things more of the mobile response, which is kind of like the whole police thing. Yeah. Even though we're not police officers any longer, you know, we still basically are educated what to do to basically help people, and then we're gonna have the right resources to basically help people as well. So I'm kind of excited about both mobile responses, mm-hmm. and I, like I said, I'm recruiting right now retired police officers to basically help people um, at time of at time of needs because we have that community outreach. You know someone
0: that um, that does that part for you
1: correct yeah so
0: what what does it take for a retired police officer to join your Las Vegas legal network for the this uh, um, accident mobile response service
1: so basically we're looking for someone that actually um, a lot of times if they were the retired motor officers mm-hmm. you know that involved in accidents that have that accident investigation skill some of them also are private investigators as well that are become licensed private investigators investigators or patrolmen mm-hmm. it'd be great to have them have licensing as well and we do have two right now, basically, that can do that as well because they can go out and, you know, do like an accident investigation. They can take photographs. They can do video. Mm -hmm. Um, They can even get statements from people, right? If the police aren't there, at least I can have, hey, do you mind writing a quick statement of what happened with a clipboard? Just like when, you know, the person was a police officer on the street, we did the same thing. So we're trying to get just a little bit more interactive to basically help our clients basically make sure that they are protected, that they're represented, Mm -hmm. and then basically that the location, in some regards... If the police don't get there Like I said last night The police mm-hmm. didn't get to this uh, person's I think they felt funny Calling the police But if we had <laughs> the accident mobile response come out And they did a little bit Of investigation And maybe it was An audio recording Saying you know what I feel so bad You know I, I caused the accident And it was the other party That would have helped You know basically Our client that called in mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: So My biggest thing is to get people, make sure that they get protected, to make sure they basically get through the justice system. Mm -hmm. And when I say get through the justice system, it's not just arrested, right? Accident, probate, it's all through the justice system. So we want to help people get through the justice system no matter what legal case they have. And that's why I think it's important for people to be calling the Las Vegas Legal Network instead of calling a specific attorney uh, because things always change. We've had recently a few attorneys passed away um, in town and basically that were really good attorneys. One was really good for criminal defense. Um, uh, one was really good for personal injury. So there's other attorneys that are like up and rising in general and basically, you know, I and myself and others basically part of the legal network. We're keeping tabs on who good attorneys are to basically get them the proper help and especially the customer service. I want people the lawyers need to be empathetic, you know, to whatever the situation may be. If you're not gonna care about the client, I'm not sending you I'm not sending you people to help. If you're not gonna truly help and not have that passion, to help people, you know, you could be a lawyer but not have that passion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But we want to make sure people have the passion to basically help people.
0: Got it, got it. Now, you mentioned that you have an office as well, right, David? Correct. So So, remind me again, what was that address?
1: So, it's 400 South 4th Street, Suite 500, 5th floor, okay. uh, block from the courthouse, tons of parking um, underneath, and then normally we're doing things by appointment or we even have uh, client relations uh, basically go to people's homes. Um, or the lawyers that are part of the network will go out themselves one on one. Just depends upon the situation again, anyone that's client relations or anyone part of the legal network is not giving any legal advice whatsoever. They're just taking information, providing it. maybe be like, okay, you know, you need to call your insurance company, right? Like mm-hmm. or the lawyer basically would probably do that, or you shouldn't speak with anybody until you speak to your attorney. Got it. or you know, it's okay. We're going to get you through it. A lot mm-hmm. of it is just being by their side, helping them. Um, And believe it or not, people get upset, you know, they have children, (laughs) right? They're crying, Mm -hmm. it's their only car, how they're gonna get to work tomorrow, right? So we're gonna basically try to help people in different ways and I work with a lot of nonprofits uh, like Project for Humanity, who basically is in Vegas and Sahara and basically Mm -hmm. they they have bus passes for people, Um, they have things for kids if you need car seats. Um, There's a lot of nonprofits that are basically giving things to help people. When they're in any type of crisis, even if they're in accident, it doesn't matter who you are, what income you are. Basically, there are nonprofits that help people, just like United Way, which I'm not sure if you know. It's uh, two and one is the number for United Way, which is a referral sources, mm-hmm. uh, referral agency as well to basically help people, and we're part of that as well to basically helping people.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, what are your uh, your regular hours of operation at the office? Then?
1: Basically, it's nine to five, Monday through Friday, but we're basically twenty four seven by calling the eight four four lawyers number again. It's toll free nationwide and we also have um, one attorney that helps as like a director of that if there are cases, legal cases in other states. So people so call- So we have
0: like a, we can help anyone in any state.
1: Correct. So long story short, basically if the case is in Texas, then basically we'll get them in touch with a Texas attorney, but we'll have an attorney reach out to that specific attorney to basically get them help. So again, a lot of people in this state basically are from other states, right? In other cities. So we'll be able to connect them to other city and other attorneys in other states that basically when they need help, we ha- They don't have to call anyone else. Mm-hmm. So we're basically having different um, different attorneys in every single state, and eventually there'll be a network basically in every state. So it'll be a nationwide you know legal network. So basically, no matter where you're from, there'll be lawyers that'll be accessible you know twenty four seven.
0: Okay, so currently, right now, we're in Las Vegas or the state of Nevada. Correct. Right, but we are able to refer out to different states. Correct. Are you? Do you have a legal network in any other state currently as well, or?
1: It's a great question. So basically, we just um, ha- we just kind of opened up Los Angeles legal network. Oh, awesome. And then basically, because Perump is growing, we actually have the Perump legal network. Oh. So ahead. right now, technically, there's three um, separate. Um, apps that people can use, but the number 844 Lawyers goes directly to to all of them.
0: So if I'm in Pahrump, I can call this 844 Lawyers and you'll connect me with someone out in Pahrump. Correct,
1: exactly. So right now we have, like I said, uh, Los Angeles, we have Pahrump, and we basically have Las Vegas, and basically it is expanding as we basically have different attorneys basically coming on board. Mm-hmm. Other attorneys are calling from different states, saying, "Hey, how can we open you know our network basically in Washington State or uh, in New York? You'll, you know, eventually there'll be a New York legal network as well. Mm-hmm. So in every state, there will be a different network."
0: Okay. Okay, got it. And your phone number for your office currently is.
1: So again, the best thing to do is to call the eight four four lawyers number. I mean, it's really easy. In general um that's the best number to call my uh-huh. number personal number if they want to contact me i can be reached at 702-400-7474 mm-hmm. again 702-400-7474 but the toll free 844 lawyer number is just the best number to call if for some reason someone doesn't pick up goes to an answering service then a text and email goes out to like a call out list if there's a problem or concern um and like i said if anybody wants to meet with you know with myself as a Potential person needs some help, uh-huh. or wants to be involved more, or if they're a lawyer looking to be part of the network, then you know we're looking forward to meeting different people. Especially again, we're trying to recruit retired police officers that basically that want to help specifically with accident mobile response and the homeless mobile response to, for the kind of the nonprofit um, community outreach that we're trying to do to basically help people.
0: Got it. So any retired police officer out there that wants to be a part of the efforts of the Las Vegas Legal Network to be there, kind of as an extension of of Metro of Henderson police, of, um, you know, an extension of Allure as well. You know, we're, we're looking for people, for officers, retired officers, mm-hmm. awesome, beautiful. And you know, what other free services, do, you know, David, we're running out of time here, but what other free services do you have for the community to be able to Got take it. advantage so of?
1: So right now we're, we're trying to add a lot of free services. So I'll just, I'll just ramble out a few, but basically right now um, it would be basically free Um, traffic ticket representation for people that basically have a a traffic ticket. Um, If it's a local ticket in general, we do have some attorneys that were willing to do free traffic ticket representation, which means they'll go to court and fight that traffic ticket in order to basically resolve the matter. For them doesn't mean that they're going to pay the fine, right? The fine is different, but they're trying to basically get like no points and basically trying to... um, The goal is to not to have the insurance go up. Okay. So they'll do free traffic ticket representation. The other thing is we also have um, some lawyers giving out some free record sealed do-it-yourself kits. Got it. It's like a little bit of a kit basically explaining how to seal your record. Because mm-hmm. if you have something on your record, basically, you can be discriminated if you have a criminal record. Um, most people don't know this, but basically...
0: Um, you can seal your record. You can
1: seal the record depending upon the amount of time, mm-hmm. depending upon if what you were arrested for. But one thing people don't know is that basically that criminal records, basically, it's not a protected class. So race and religion are protected classes, um, but basically having a criminal record is not. So sealing the record's really important. Mm-hmm. It actually will help you in the future getting a job, employment, or housing, or basically even preventing yourself from getting rearrested because police officers won't see that you have a record, so they're gonna treat you differently, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a clean record, right, it's like half a great day. But if you've been arrested for murder or you know robbery, it's gonna be like, okay, well, you know, where are you yeah, going? Yeah, I promise. You know, where, are you, where are you headed to? <laughs> um, there's, a, a, there's a form called a DNA expungement if you wanna basically expunge your DNA. Um and there's a certain period of time when you can do that. If the case is dismissed. Uh-huh. There's a form that basically a lawyer will assist with. We have another lawyer that will do free simple wills. A simple will will be set up. You could fill out some information to do a simple will and notarize that, which is great. I'm trying to think what else is there is. There, um, there could be also the um, healthcare proxy to help people. I believe there's another attorney doing free healthcare proxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, God forbid, you know, like a do not resuscitate if you're in the hospital. Fill out some of the forms. Yeah. God forbid, like during COVID as well. So there are a lot of little free things that they're basically doing, especially most attorneys that we're working with basically will do free consultations. They'll do free strategy sessions, which are a little bit different. They'll work out a strategy for you. Mm-hmm. Whether you hire the firm or not, they would come up with a strategy for you. So to me, it's important. The free strategy and the free consultation is important you know, for people the potential new clients that may not even have money mm-hmm. um, that basically need help, especially during these you know, kind of crazy economic times. So again, um, there's some great services. Again, you, all these things are being done by licensed attorneys, nothing to do with myself or other client relations people. We, we don't touch that. We are not lawyers. But the lawyers will be the ones that provide those services mm-hmm. um, and each attorney will be different and they would meet them with their Um, their law office of which lawyer that they want to use and they may get a list of one, two, or three different people as a referral.
0: Got it, got it. Now one last question right before we run out of time here. Um, what What is the life of David Kohlmeier, the director and uh, of Client Relations and founder of the Las Vegas Legal Network. What's your typical day look like for you?
1: You know, besides taking three kids to school, I'm kind of the Mom <laughs> in the morning, is that I'm, I'm actively, like, constantly on the phone, texting and calling, texting and calling. I was with my dad a little bit earlier. We were um, dropping off a car for the wife because um, one car's in the shop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like on the phone constantly. So I know my father's probably sick of me talking about legal stuff, you know. But, um, you know, basically all day long I'm texting and calling different people, different cases, referring them to different attorneys, mm-hmm. um, saying call the police. You know, Get get the if you don't get feel good, don't feel bad. Go in the ambulance. It's okay. You know, mm-hmm. like um, go to the police. Go make a report. A lot of people also uh, false allegations or they're a victim of a crime. Some people are not. They don't know. So go call the police. Call 311. People say, what's 311, which is the non-emergency number. People don't even know that. So I'm always referring people a lot of resources to. Um, I have a lot of people call me that don't have any money. That I'll say contact the public defender, which is free. Um, if you have no funds whatsoever, at least that you're getting some providing some free some, services, some type of services. Nevada legal aid. So I'm oh, I'm referring all day long. I actually one of the jokes someone says is I'm like a police officer, like a traffic officer, and I'm saying you go here, you go there, you know, and I'm moving, You're directing I'm the traffic. Directing All the people <laughs> all day long. So mm-hmm. basically, you know, I do feel at the end of the night, I feel good, like I'm helping different people. I'm referring them to good people. I'm hearing success stories, you know, from the lawyers and from, from the clients that they're happy that they're getting help. And, you know, the problem is, like I said, sometimes too many lawyers are calling people. They don't know who the lawyers. They're overwhelmed. Yeah. So the truth is having retired police officers vet lawyers that basically that they feel that are the right people to help people. You know, in some regards I feel it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. And then if they don't like them, they don't have to use them. You know, it's up to mm-hmm. them. I mean, they're they're not signing a contract. It's just basically we're we're more of a referral network, basically referring to a lawyer referral network, you know, referring people to different lawyers that are basically are willing to help mm-hmm. and are willing to go above and beyond. And and I'm proud to basically be part of the Las Vegas legal network. I'm proud for the people that are basically being part of it. Um, like i said we have different mobile notaries we have mm-hmm. different people that are doing different things i have no problem spending money out of my pocket to basically help people you know whatever i can do you know this week someone basically needs some housing you know um and basically you know another, another nonprofit needed some money to keep the doors open so i am going above and beyond you know trying to help people in the community and paying it forward as well and um you know hopefully i help people do good things and Hopefully uh, the guy upstairs sees what I'm doing. So one there of these days, you, you know, there. he lets me in.
0: <laughs> there you go. I love that. Well, you heard it here, right? So if you've ever, you know, find yourself in a ar- in a car accident, uh, need some immigration help, uh, family law help, uh, first off, you know, contact nine one one, right, or the three one one, the non emergency number. But always make sure that you call the eight four four lawyers uh, to get connected with an attorney that. We've already done the research on. They've already looked at reviews. They know how they work. They know the quality of service you're going to be receiving with these attorneys. Um, it's never it, it never hurts to just get an extra set of opinions on your case in particular. So. With that, David, I do want to go ahead and wrap up. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for talking with me um, and taking your time. Oh, let me also go ahead and mention the office is there as well, right? If you're too scared for a phone call, like show up at the office and they'll be able to gladly connect you with an attorney that's going to help you. Once again, that address was...
1: 400 South Fort Street, Suite 500. Then again, they call the toll free number. They'll help you from there.
0: The eight four four lawyers. Correct. Beautiful. Awesome. Anything else that you wanted to add, David? Before we wrap up for today,
1: I really appreciate your time. You know, interviewing, going over this. You know, as a host, and basically, we're going to have. Other people, basically different lawyers, coming and talking about different things awesome. that are part of the network, basically um, sharing how they're helping people. So I really appreciate your time and looking forward to having more of these to educate the public of what we're doing basically in the
2: community.
0: Absolutely, no, you know what? It's my honor. I, I thank you for the opportunity to be here. The more the community knows, the better informed, better informed decisions they can make. So let's let's make sure we we put our best foot forward for everyone.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, David.